we're going to talk again today about heavenly medicine. I think I got started on that a couple of weeks ago, and it just uh, God just keeps drawing me back, so we just go back, amen. Whatever we're getting, it's because it's needed, and I think uh, this uh, flu is is trying to kick up again. You know, we don't receive it because we're we don't get sick, amen. Nobody in this land will ever say, I am sick. Amen. So you're in the land of, of God's kingdom and your, your kingdom is of a different world. You draw from a totally different place. So that's where we're going to talk about heavenly medicine. Amen. Uh, you know, people get defensive. You know, you just get your little peel bottle out and just wave it at me. And I, I curse you with these pills. Don't get all defensive about your pills. Keep your pills. Amen. You want your pills, keep your pills. But I'm saying there's a better way. I don't believe in the cold turkey method necessarily unless God speaks to you that way. But God knows how to talk to you to tell you how to get off medicine and get more on the word. Amen. And we all know that it's a a matter of building your faith in the word. If your faith isn't there, keep taking your pills. Amen. Amen. Just don't depend on them because they all have a expiration date <laughs> to their being effective. One day they just don't work anymore. Sometimes you got to go get something different. So, uh, but in the meantime, if you will feed your body the word of God, then the word will begin to heal you. See, this is where healing really comes from. Healing does not come from physical medicine. What medicine does, it alleviates symptoms until your body's natural uh, properties can take over and you, your, your body is capable of healing itself. Everybody's body is. Anybody's had a cut knows that that don't bleed forever. Something happens and the bleeding stops and you get a scar and and all of that. And so that's your body's natural ability to heal itself. And it's the same with the body of Christ. We have the ability to heal ourselves. Amen. As a body, as God's body, which means that he has put enough faith, enough power and enough healing gifts in the body of Christ to keep everybody well. The early church did it. We can do it. It's just that people, you know, the more money people get, the more they live in the natural. You know, people have started to live out of uh, the natural means because, you know, you get a, uh, insurance and you can go to the doctor and for your deductible, they'll look at you. And that seems so much easier than getting, opening up your Bible and finding out what God has for you. Amen. So the Bible, this isn't like a, a, a 911 book. You know what I'm saying? This is an everyday book. You know, just take it out in emergencies. You you live out of it every day. And so that's why Jesus told the disciples to pray every day for daily bread. And then he responded to the Syrophoenician woman and said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. So then we find out that God considers his word and healing our bread, our daily bread. So we should be healed every single day. Now, why is that true? Why do you think God would provide that you get in the word and receive healing every day? Because you're receiving sin and iniquity every day. 
So all you're doing really is staying ahead of the game a little bit when you get in the word. You think about all the the uh, negative words that are spoken towards you, all of the coughing spells people get around you and sneeze on you and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, you think about the the pollution to your ears, the things that we hear. You know, every other word is a cuss word anymore. You can't even put on a, a anything on a radio without hearing, you know, F-bombs and stuff like that. And and that stuff pollutes your soul. It's got to be cleansed out. Amen? So that's why you go to the Word every day, to get healed. Because you, you need to be healed from that stuff. Your soul is, wasn't made to carry iniquity. It wasn't, wasn't made to carry sinful thoughts and degrading thoughts and negative thoughts. And, you know, there's, you got people now who are, are going to uh, to court to sue people because they won't call them a dog because they identify as a dog. You got me? See, you see how degraded people are? It's because of what they hear. Well, if you don't need it, I do. <laughs> and then all the new age nonsense people spew out there and telling you, oh, you know, you can get healed. You can be strong, motivational speaker. Well, where did all this stuff come from? We used to just you need church and the Bible and your family and, and you survive very well. Now, all of a sudden, you're not capable of thinking for yourself anymore. Yeah, you have somebody come motivate you to to do something or tell you how to live or whatever, you know, like you can't figure it out yourself. So we need to be healed every day, folks. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're we're visitors here. And so we act got to act like we're just passing through. You know, you don't stop to pick up their ideas. You don't stop to pick up their methods. You don't stop to pick up their behaviors. You're just passing through. Amen. You live in heaven. That's where you're that's your real address. But you're on loan down here to do the will of God. In order to do the will of God, you gotta stay holy and sanctified, set apart to do his will. Can't do you can't do God's will in sin, in iniquity, in degradation. You can only do his will in holiness. Amen? And so when you're set apart by God, you gotta protect that. You know, that's a a gift from God. The anointing and the presence of God is his gift to you. So that, and it makes you whole and complete. You're not lonely. You're not upset. You're not missing anything. You don't wish you was doing this or wish, wish. Come on now. You got enough stuff to do. If you tap into where God is, you find out you got a lot of stuff to do. Amen. And, and a lot to be thankful for that you don't have to live like you used to live when you were in the world. Amen. And so this is what he wants to do. He wants us healed and he wants us well. But it's going to take some effort on our part. It, things don't just come to us. You gotta, you gotta put forth the effort and it's not works, but it's building your faith. So how do we build our faith? In Proverbs 4, 20, <clears throat> he, uh, Solomon, these, most of these are written by King Solomon and they are words of wisdom where he is speaking to uh, a son and father to son you see that a lot my son so if you are a son and daughter of god this is written to you this is your personal invitation or your personal instruction and he says my son pay attention to my words 
not them other words, my words. Pay attention to them. Incline your ear to my sayings. In other words, when you hear God's word, you perk up. It doesn't matter who's speaking it, who's preaching it. If you like their preaching, if you you like their denomination, if you like their non-denomination, it's the word that you're after. So whenever you hear the word of God, it, you're to pay attention to it. He says to take it in. Amen. Take that word in. Not just hear it and then when you say, oh yeah, that's familiar to me. Oh yeah, I know that. I know that scripture. And you shut your hearing down. The fact that you know that scripture, you need to pay attention to it because it's coming at you again for some reason. Amen. God is not a God who is is doing things in a wasted fashion because he knows it's hard to get us interested sometimes. So that's why he has to keep us, keep impressing us with what he has for us. A lot of people are, are, are like, you know, they have this little fortune telling spirit on them when it comes to prophecy. And they, they want to hear something new all the time. Oh, that's just a confirmation. Well, numbskull, if God's speaking to you twice, that means you probably didn't hear him the first time or something ain't right there. So you need to give the more earnest heed. So pay attention this time. Make up your mind you're going to obey him this time. Like Make up your mind you're going to live right. You're going to do the right thing. Amen. This is what you do. When you hear the word being confirmed to you, you must say, oh, you know, this must be important. Amen. You know, it's, when news is good to you, you don't get bored hearing it. You don't sit up and say, oh, I, I heard that before and keep running around. We We used to have those luncheons. We'd give prophecies to people, and we thought we were trying to give them direction and stuff. And they'd go from one prophet to another just seeing what they all had to say. And I said, okay, we're going to shut this down. We don't do this no more. Amen. Because this is not a service to God's people. This is foolishness right here. And so we just quit doing them. Found out that God, that pleased God better. He didn't like it either. You got me? You know, you find these things out. I'm not going to say we ever did anything perfectly. We were trying stuff and, and trying to see where God was and find out where he wanted us to be in things. And so, but but it's this is what it's like to many people. You know, it's just like a, you know, I want to hear something that make me feel good today. So go see what the prophet has to say. And they're no more looking for direction from God. That's why they get screwed up words. That's, they never get an accurate word from a real prophet. They always run around getting these little fakey things, you know, because God will answer you after the counsel of your own thoughts. He says that in the word. That's why there were false prophets around, because people wanted to hear what they want to hear instead of the truth in God's word. But, you know, if it's something that, that pleases your ears, you want to hear it over and over again. I know I did that when I was a new Christian. I wasn't in a church where they taught, you know, to meditate on the word and, and, you know, you had to hear it over and over again and build your faith in it so that you got confident in it all that. I didn't know that kind of stuff. I just liked hearing that I was healed. I just liked hearing that over and over and over again. Amen.
It's like, you know, married people, you never get tired of hearing that that person you're married to say, I love you. Amen. You know, you just. I mean, now, if y'all live a different kind of marriage, I don't know what y'all do. Let me pause. Sila. You don't ever go to your spouse and say, you told me that already. You get bounced so far out. Most of us don't even know how to think stupid stuff like that. You appreciate things. You appreciate it when it, it, it soothes your, your conscience and gives you peace. You appreciate that. So you sit there and you meditate on it. You listen to it over and over and over again. You never get tired of hearing the good news of what God has for us. And so he says, pay attention to my word, not the word of the doctors, not the word of the um, people who tell you they can't do anything for you. You know, you don't want to keep hearing that over and over again. You know, once you get a terminal from somebody, you need to just quit going. They can't do anything for you. You know, they don't do you like the one with the issue of blood. They spent all her money, and then she said, oh, right, I can't come back. You understand what I'm saying? She got the hint. Most of us try to find some money somewhere so we can keep going, and they don't have anything for us. Yet we're born again. We're Christians. Spirit feel, got a Bible, need to get in it until that thing leaves you. You start feeding your body the word, whatever is wrong with you won't stay, can't stay. Amen. It's got to go. So this is what, what we don't want to face. That Okay, let me get in this word. Let me do what I got to do. Let me take care of this. Amen. Let me take care of it. You won't be able to take care of everything on the fly. No, give it a little bit of dab, you know, sprinkle of this, you know, tincture of that, you know, like the witches do. They're just hoping they can conjure something up with little bits of stuff <laughs> and come and, you know, get something. It ain't going to happen like that. You're going to have to shut everything down, <laughs> turn the lights out in the bedroom. Just have sound on and say, God, tomorrow, please let me get up feeling better. Let me get up tomorrow better. I'm going to commit myself to this word all day and all night and let me get up better. That's how it's done, folks. When he says attend, that's a big word right now. Pay attention. What else you thinking about? Bills. Oh. <laughs> what else? The job. What else? God says, shut that stuff down. Because you ain't going to get there if I don't fix your body. Listen, I hate to threaten it in cold weather, but I will go Kimball right on across that little street huh? where they love me. Yeah, they got them banners up there. Thank you, Miss No. They say they love everybody on them banners out there. Women's stuff over there. And you know I'm scared to go in there, right? <laughs> I'm just praying our toilets keep working so I don't have to go up in there. Anyway. <laughs> 
But we need to know this. And it says here, pay attention. Why? He said, don't let them depart from your eyes. Ooh, that means I got to look at my Bible. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That's how it stays there. Amen. And it says why? Because there's life there. You want life. You don't want anything else but life. And you want healing. So he says this word is medicine. It's health. It's life. It's everything that's good for you. So when your little battery starts to wear down, you can get back in the word and build yourself up. You can do that on your own. You don't have to wait for nobody to tell you what to do, how to do it. Just automatically go to the word. That's what I always tell people. I said there, there should be an automatic something in you that clicks on when you don't feel well. That tells you, you know what, and, and none of this, I thank you, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. you better open that Bible up. You're trying to cheat. <laughs> We're trying to get you divine health on the cheap. Ain't no such thing. You gonna pay full price for this. Jesus paid full price for you. Don't get so busy you can't take care of these things. You know, you got to do these things, folks. You know, the devil is just waiting for you to get too busy. Amen. He'll throw a whammy to you. Amen. So, so we, what do we have in the word? We have healing virtue, which is strength and divine ability. That's what you want. You, you, you are beyond natural. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you need divine ability. And so you, you've got to lean into the word more and more. And it says here, it, it says to pay attention to it, take it in, think about it. For a long while, mull it over by his stripes, his stripes, his stripes, his stripes. What are the stripes for? The stripes were put on his body to pay for the curse. If he paid for it, why am I sitting here in pain? Why am I sitting here Unable to do the things. Why am I? What am? Why am I on insulin? Why? If he paid for it, why am I doing this? What's the matter? Father, help me. Help me to get my remedy. This shouldn't be. He paid for this already. Why am I carrying it? You got me. And see, your own thoughts will condemn you sometimes. You know, you say, well, I just don't get in the word enough and shrug it off. We'll start getting in the word enough. Quit shrugging it off. Amen. Start doing the thing that's going to get your healing for you. And he says here, when you pay attention to the word and meditate on it, you mull it over. You keep tossing it back and forth in your mind. When you toss the word back and forth in your mind, what that does is it begins to wash out Everything that's supporting your symptoms. So your symptoms automatically get weaker. Sometimes you can't perceive it yet. See, this is the mystery of the word. Because the reason you can't perceive it is that the minute most of us start to feel a little bit better, we slack up. You got it? You slack up. You say, oh, this is going to be a snap right here until the devil snaps you back. 
and it's worse than it was before. See, it's because we're not doing this right here. He says, pay attention. How long? As long as it takes till your symptoms leave. You pay attention to your symptoms leave and beyond. Dodie Osteen was healed of, of terminal uh, liver cancer over 40 years ago. And she still keeps that regimen of the word. The way she she went into that word to get her healed is what she does every day, even now. Because she means to stay healed. Amen. And you're never too busy to attend to the word. Amen. It didn't say here, my son, attend to my words if you ain't too busy. Huh? Isn't that right? He said, pay attention to my word, period. Because the devil's coming for you. See? So he can take your health. He can take everything. See, it's just that delicate. So we have to make sure we attend to the word. Pay attention to the word. Every time you, you, you get in your vehicle, put the word on. Every time you come home, put the word on. Every time you get up, put the word on. All night long, keep the word on. Don't wait till bedtime and turn that word on because I know that don't work. My husband is heaven is in heaven right now because that's what he did. Well, you didn't think I'd go there, but I went there. There's a reason people don't get healed, folks. You got me? And usually this right here is why. They don't pay attention to the word. It's everything they got to do this, got to do that. No, you don't. You take time and do this. Got to do it. He said, don't let it depart from your eyes. Don't quit looking at the word. Don't quit reading your Bible. Don't let it depart. Don't let it stop. Why? Because you're going to want to let it stop. Anything they tell you not to do is because they know you're going to want to do it. Amen. Don't let it depart. I read my word. Yeah, ooh, I was in the word a long time yesterday. We'll take, do some more today. If you, you gonna knock yourself out today if you that good at it yesterday. My goodness, I, you gonna be smoking by the time today is over. Huh? Says why? Cause there are life to those that find. Oh, ooh, I didn't see that before. Barb. Life to those that find them. You gotta figure out what that means. Your first prayer should be, Lord, let me find your word. Let me find your word. Let me find it. Cause that's how I'm gonna get life and health into my flesh. Amen? By finding it. You gotta go on a search first before you find anything. Got to hunt for it. God, I'm hunting for my healing in this scripture. I'm hunting for, you know, Brother Hagen said, you know, when he was studying Mark 11:23, he said, I would read the Bible. He said, but I always came back to that. He said, somehow I knew my healing was in that scripture. I just didn't know how to get it. So he had to find it. He was in the right ballpark, but he didn't hit pay, pay dirt yet. You got me? So you, this is a finding thing. It's not just, you know, sit up and listen to the word and then when you're tired of it, shut it off and 
I did my word for the day. It's not about that. It's about having relationship with God through the word and finding it. Got to find it. Why? Because it's hidden from you. How do I know that? You got symptoms. You got me? So it's hidden from you. So you got to go in there until you find it. Said, for they are life to those that find them. Find what? His words, his sayings, and health to all their flesh. And he says, keep your heart with all diligence. Everybody say, I love you, Pastor Barb. Good. You're keeping your little heart. Nobody's going to be mad at me today. Amen. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because either life or death comes out of your heart. Amen. And the devil wants to keep discouragement in there and worry and fear and pain and all that kind of stuff. If you don't have the word in there, you've got some negative forces in there. Amen. And so this is what we, we have to do. We have to guard our heart diligently. And he says, <clears throat> put away from you the negative speaking. The forward mouth is something that's just negative again. Don't talk about your symptoms. Don't talk about how bad it is. Don't talk about you got to go get this and nothing's going to work and all this kind of stuff. Yang, yang, yang. Put that away. Amen. Oh, you mean that's all I have to do? Yeah, shut up. (laughs) If you're going to say anything, say the word you're reading. You know, it's good to read the word out loud. Let yourself hear what you're reading, you know, and and put on when you get tired of speaking the word, put on something that will speak the word for you. But don't give up on it. Don't the minute you start to ease up, your symptoms will start to gain on you. You can't ease up on this. It's like it's like going to war and telling the enemy, oh, excuse me, I'm going to take a lunch break. And thinking will stay right there until you get back and finish beating them up. It's not going to happen. So you have to do these things. It's worth investing the time to do it, to get it done. Amen? Just get it done. Because that word will heal you if you stay with it. You know, I think one of the things people are too casual about it. They're not as committed to it as they need to be. I tell the testimony of, uh, I was, uh, I had to miss a, an empowerment meeting. Uh, gee, I'm trying to think what it was. I think it was around the time Miss Tony passed away. Uh, because I noticed when we were doing her repast, I was standing for about two or three minutes and this pain would shoot down my leg. And I mean, it had been there for a couple of weeks. Wasn't going anywhere. And I threw a little word at it and all this, and but I knew that I had to get serious about it. So I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I'm going to give this seven days. Because I tried the three-day quickie method, didn't do. See, I'm too nosy about other stuff for three days to really do me any good. I, I have to just, you know, shut everything down, get serious. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if I immerse myself in the word 24-7, can you give me daily improvement to let me know that I'm on the right track? Don't ever assume formulas work. 
you know, just talk to God about it. I said, God, if I immerse, I said, I see what my problem is. I'm not focused on the word enough. I do it for a while and then I'm distracted and the pain comes back. I said, so I need to get ready to kill this thing. How do I kill it? And so I said, I will, I will submit myself to the word. And I just turned all the lights out in my bedroom. I had, uh, you know, some, some, uh, teachings that I listened to, faith teachings and healing teachings. That's it. You don't need nothing about prosperity because you may not get to the bank. They may have to refer everything to your attorney until your estate is settled. You keep playing around like that. Some people can't get healed by worrying about money. That's a, that's a great distraction to a lot of things that we need in life. You know what I'm saying? A, yeah, God said he was going to make me a billionaire. Not laying flat on your back, he ain't. Unless you got a policy somewhere. Where was I? I digress. Yeah. So anyway, I committed to the word. The, that day I started. I didn't put it off. I'll wait till in the morning. I'm gonna listen to Mickey Mouse for the rest of the night, you know. Whatever. Stupid. So I just shut everything down, got in the word, and I noticed that the next day it was better. See, this is this is the trick. Next day better. I'm healed. I got it now. I don't have to. You need to learn how to keep your word to yourself. You commit to God. You commit to you too. You don't cancel something you committed to do to God, and because you you think you better now. What about your promise to God? Oh, I'm all better. I don't need it now. You can't keep your word to him. How's he obligated to keep his word to you? So second day, I did the same thing, same routine. You know, I don't know what I ate, if I ate, if that was important. But what was important for me to do this in the word. And and please, don't start adding stuff to what you already don't do. Anybody hear me? That's what I thought. That's our biggest, this is, that's what the religious hypocrites do. They overdo everything, try, and not doing what they're supposed to do. You got me? God don't need you to overdo nothing because he know you ain't gonna do half of it the right way anyway. You got me? I overdo? I don't think so. He gives us the minimum. Folks, I'm I'm just here to tell you, he requires very little sometimes for us. A little bit of paying attention to the word will get the job done for most people. But I stayed with it. I'd stayed with it the whole week. At the end of the fifth day, I had no pain whatsoever. But I stayed with the other two days. Why? Because I said I would. You want to be a person of integrity. You don't want to be a thief. You know, stole two days to sit up and do nothing. 
anyway. So we got to stay in this word, folks. This word will do it. You stay in the word till you're healed. You don't get up off the word until you are healed. I don't care what medicine they give you, what treatments they give you, whatever. You stay with that word because you want heavenly medicine. Your dwelling place is in heaven, folks. That's why you need heaven's medicine for what ails you. Because you're not going for anything. You're not waiting on somebody to invent some wonderful miracle cure for you. You're allowing the word of God to, to do that because you have a covenant with God for divine health and healing. But you got to keep your end of it. Amen. you you got to be obedient to what's needed in your situation. So so just as is when you when you take in the word, you meditate on the word, you mull it over, you think it over, you let it go back and forth in your mind. Just like your food, when you the reason you you can't just swallow food and you keep it in your mouth for a season is part of it is that your mouth does digest it in part, but it's to savor it. God gave us, he told Adam and, and Eve in the garden, he said, eat freely of every tree in here. He wanted them to enjoy their food. Amen? Half the preachers we got now trying to tell you what to eat and what ain't good for you and why it ain't good for you. God sent no such nothing, no message like that nowhere. Especially wouldn't give it to a preacher. You need food advice. Go to somebody who knows something about food. They give you the newest fad. Yeah, my personal trainer said, I said, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, where's your Bible? When did we throw that away? How much you paying him? Pay me. I got better advice for you. I'll take his portion any day. Get in your word. I always got to come up with something better than the word. I I don't get this. Really don't. All these supplements and stuff. I mean, come on now. Bless your food. If there's anything missing, you know, you take a little something here, a little something there if you don't have enough energy. But my goodness, let's get beyond that and start believing God to give you. He says he renews your strength. You know what I'm saying? And some of that stuff costs you a couple dollars a day just to feel stronger, think you stronger. Interesting. Just interesting. So, So food... God wants us to savor these things. Just like he wants us to savor natural food, he wants us to savor spiritual food. You know, most of us have our likes and our dislikes in the food line, but why? Because we're supposed to enjoy it. Don't let the devil take that away from you. My goodness. You know, learn how to push back from the plate. You know when it's tight inside and what you need to do. Just don't take my gravy. I'm sorry, though. You don't put your hand on that. I, I'll be a willing subject as long as you don't mess with my gravy. I don't care if I don't have nothing to put it on. 
Be mean if you want to. I'll get me a sippy cup of straw or something. Whatever. I had a girlfriend or something. Oh, I know what it was. The girl, this girl I used to work with years ago. She would, she would eat, I mean, down to, she had been a, a refugee in, in, uh, Germany, actually, in, as a child. So she grew up kind of like in a concentration camp. But she loved food. You know, she just thin little thing, but she loved to eat. And she would just sit there and she'd get to the end of the meat and get the bone. And if there is gravy on the plate, she dipped the bone in the gravy and licked that and keep going. <laughs> she cleaned up. Understand me? So you knew better than to mess with that sister as far as her food was concerned. I've never seen it. Never seen it before or again. But she cleaned up, so. But God want, wants us to enjoy. Those are the things he gives us to enjoy. Now, we know we can all go overboard with anything. But we're working on it. Amen. I mean, we're, we're fallen beings. Fallen beings are going to make some mistakes and go overboard in some things. But, but your heart is toward doing the right thing and, and doing the right thing before God. And just like he wants you to savor your food, he wants you to savor the word. Meditate on it. See what all is in that scripture for you. Just because we can memorize it or recognize it when somebody reads it doesn't mean we have all there is in it. There's so much nourishment in the word that we don't have. And when we get it through going aside with God and meditating with him and understanding these things, amen? So he wants us to linger with his word just as we linger with our food, amen? In Jeremiah 8.22, the bomb in Gilead is mentioned. Amen. Gilead was known as a a place of comfort. It was a place of uh, uh, where there were a lot of perfume trees and things in that area, medicinals. And and, uh, and he says, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? In other words, why is the health of my people not recovered? And, And what God is saying is what's happened is everything that I left for you. To heal you? Is that all dried up now? Why have you not recovered? And I think that's a good question for us. Why have we not recovered? You know, many of us need to get much more serious about the word. You know, set up some kind of little um, uh, regimen for yourself, a schedule that you keep. Uh, you know, get those little cards out that we have where you can flip through them. If you're sitting somewhere instead of being on your phone looking at stupid stuff and TikTok, uh, you know, videos and all that. Get your get your scriptures out. Amen. Or find a nice YouTube somebody with scriptures on there. Don't just listen to music all the time. Music won't heal you. The word will. And so that that medicine of the word is something that has to be put inside of us on a continual basis. Need to shut some things down and just get quiet and let God's word speak to you. You know, even if it's somebody else reading scripture, do that. It's a good thing because there's a lot of lazy people get healed when other people read the word to them. Amen. Brother Hagan said that he would, he would, he got most of his people healed. He was so anxious to see the word work. When he was a new pastor, he said he didn't have a lot of people in his congregations and he could afford to go spend time with them until they got healed. And he said every single one of them got their healing 
and he would just read the Bible to them. Tons of people have had healing ministries based on that, reading the word to people. I was, um, my, uh, um, um, Bridget and Tony's, Pastor Shirley's husband, Larry, was, um, his mother was sick. And um, she wasn't eating. And it kind of got to be a problem. You understand what I'm saying? She wouldn't swallow anything. And, um, you know, we've been praying for her. And one day God said, well, I want you to go over and minister to her. And so I knew he was going to heal her. Number one, you don't go just, you know, I'm, I ain't your candy girl. You ain't going to see me bring that. You understand what I'm saying? Unless he says bring it. You got me? I mean, I just come in his name. No distractions. I ain't against y'all having candy if you're in the hospital, but they ain't going to make, you might feel better for a little bit. Somebody brought you something. But if I leave and leave you sick, I have done you no good. You understand what I'm saying? And so he told me to, you know, I said, well, Lord, you know, what are you? He said, just take your Bible. He said, I'll show you, show you what to do when you get there. And so as I was there visiting with her, I told her, I said, well, God's going to heal you today. And um, I said, let me know when you're ready. And so we chatted about things and, you know, talked a little bit and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, I found out that they were going to give her a swallow test to make sure there wasn't anything physically wrong with her, why she couldn't swallow. Amen. But, you know, I thought, well, God, you're going to heal her anyway, so she'll pass the test. So, you know, they were, we were waiting for that. And I said, well, why don't I just read you something from the word, you know, and God showed me some scripture to read. And I just read until he said, you know, OK, pray for her. And I prayed for her. And when I did, I said, well, why don't you try and swallow? And she had a, a cup that she would spit in. I mean, she would swallow her own saliva. And so she took a gulp and she said, I said, did you swallow that? She said, yeah, I did. I said, oh, okay. So then knock on the door and the little girl with the swallowing test walks in. She said, I have her swallowing test to, to find out if there's any. She said, and then she did. She said, oh, she passed her swallowing test. I said, good. I said, well, Lou, you're healed. And she said, I am. I said, yeah, you am. And she she swallowed a little water and so forth and so on. So uh, as I left, I I called Pastor Shirley. I said, call Larry and tell him his mother's well. She'll be coming home and she'll be eating when she comes home. Amen? Amen. And so it's that simple in the word for some people. Now, don't look at that as a shortcut. Oh, I just need one scripture and I'm good. Now, this lady probably been sitting up there trying to figure out if she wants to die or not. And she happened to make the right decision. Do you understand me? Her faith worked in there some kind of way to to get her to be obedient to to do that. Baptist too. You know, to kind of like to boss you around because you're younger than there. You understand what I'm saying? It's, I mean, it doesn't matter. If God wants you well, he wants you well. He's going to get you well. She lived another five or seven years after that. They were expecting her to not eat anymore, and she was wasting away. You got me? But God. But God. So so this word works, folks. It works. It works in the instantaneous 
that we think of as instant, but it's not always instant. You see people in the Bible, that one man that was, was lying at the pool had been there 38 years. So, you know, he blew up overnight, of course, in that town, but he didn't get an, an instant healing by any stretch of the imagination. That was 38 years in the making. And so you can't you can't get time involved in this stuff. You you got to be willing to spend whatever time's necessary. If it were a child of yours, you spend whatever money was necessary that you could if you you needed to get them well. And so it's the same thing with with us. Time is currency, and and the word is is your possession to to your agent of medicine that's going to heal you. And so there is a a balm that God has in his word that's a heavenly medicine for God's people. This is our medicine. Amen. This is what he has given us to take for anything that we need. And so God wants us to to um, to partake of his healing power through his word. Psalm 107:20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. Why do you need healing and deliverance? Hmm. Psalm 107. Deliverance really refers to your soul and the conversion of your soul. Amen. 107.20. He sent his word and heal them and deliver them from their destructions. Whatever is destroying us, he delivers us from it. Amen. So it may not be if healing and deliverance from destructions are two different operations. We need them both in order to receive healing. Your destructions are the ideas that you have that tell you this word don't work. Or I don't have time to do all this. No, I, I can't shut nothing down. Oh, really? You got me? You, you can do it. If the word demands it, you can do it. You know, anybody, you can make any kind of agreement with God. God, if I can spend X number of hours per day at this, would that do it? Talk to God. You know, you 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 know what you feel you can do. If he tells you no, then you got to up your game some. That's what Abraham did. God said, I'm going to destroy this city. And Abraham's trying to count how many people he know down there that ain't gay and perverts and stuff. He couldn't find too many. He couldn't even get a handful. You got me? So the city was destroyed. But he kept working at it. He said, God, for 20 he knew that was too high. He didn't know 20 people down there that was straight. Everybody down there swishing around and the women is, you understand what I'm saying. He knew that when he looked for miles and couldn't see nobody straight in that whole town. What he asked for 20 for, he should have started with one. <laughs> Amen. But this is how we do. We we um, um, reason together with God. God, what what do I need to do to get this done? How is this? How are you going to get this done for me? 
Sometimes he'll tell you take communion every evening. You got me? Whatever. But you gotta, you gotta have faith in this stuff. This, you know, you can't jump up and I'm gonna take communion because that'll do it. There's no faith there. You're just trying to be gimmicky. God is not gimmicky. He's serious about you and your health and everything else. So he wants to get you serious about it. Amen. You know, he sees the devil gaining on most of us all the time. And that's why he gives us the instructions he gives us. So he says he delivered them from their destructions, those little ideas that you have, that it don't take all that. And maybe if I did this much, that would work. I would do it, but I got to do so and so. All that, those are destructive thoughts. And we need deliverance from them. In fact, really, it's our soul that's hindering our healing more than anything else. It's the way you think. Amen? It's the way you think. We think in an overwhelmed sense all the time about things. And God's not overwhelmed by anything. He said, "Just well, just do this. If you do this, it'll get done. Amen? So he sent his word and healed them. There you go, the word again. The word includes the thoughts and intent of God. And we need to know God's thoughts and intent toward us. Because somehow when you have symptoms in your body, you feel abandoned. You feel off to yourself. You feel like, what did I do wrong? How do I fix this? So you need to get peace in your soul first. And then God can build your soul back up. He can build your thoughts back up. He can build your mind back up to where there's no doubt in you whatsoever that you are healed. That's what you want to get to. And if you've got symptoms, you're not there yet trying to get rid of the symptoms. You got me? And so, you know, people don't like to hear that, but that's the truth. That's, that's better than thinking something's wrong and you can't ever find the answer. The answer is always the word. Amen. That'll work when when gifts don't work and the altar don't work and anything else doesn't. If hills don't work, you know, the word will work when none of that works. So you just get in there and make your deal with God. God, if I can do five, five hours a day, four hours a day. God, if I can do it every time I get in my vehicle. Leave it on in the house. If I can keep it playing all day long and listen to it, focus in on it. Let me focus in on it. And it's better if you're still. If you're running around, you're not going to catch nothing. You got me? You don't catch the word. You receive it. Amen? You hear it. You receive it by hearing it. And that word will will begin to set up. Uh, camp in your body and begin to fight off every symbol, uh, symptom, every s- symptom of disease, every symptom of anything. It will fight it. So God sends you his word. This is what you need to ask him. God, send me the word I need that's going to heal me. Amen. Send me the word I need that's going to heal me. I remember giving that uh, scripture. <coughs> Excuse me. We had a, a situation, a woman uh, was bleeding. She had uh, tumors, uterine tumors. And, and, and God told me, he said, tell her to read the scripture about the woman with the issue of blood and read it three times a day until the bleeding stops. See, don't get cute and don't get smart and don't add your little 
dittos to God's instruction. And don't get dramatic on people. Just give them the prescription. You ever get a prescription from a doctor? It's got as little writing on there as it can have on there. And most of it's abbreviated. You can't even translate it. That's what you're supposed to do with the message God gives you for people. Put it just like God said to do it. Amen. Don't add. Don't take away. Well, you can, y'all, you don't have to just listen to this. You can listen to others. Don't tell nobody no lie like that. That ain't your, you don't, you don't have a heaven to put nobody in a hell either, and you are not the healer. He is the healer. Everybody want to fix stuff up. Problem is, too many people been shortcutting. Huh? That's why God's people are not recovered. But the, but that was a word that God gave me for her that worked for a lot of people. If they would do it. If they would do it. You know, we had, you know, somebody I knew was, was bleeding for 15 years because they didn't do the word. It's stupid to me. You're in a ministry with healing ministry and you won't do the word. Simple things. And I remember I had maybe a a week or a couple weeks had gone by and I had gone back to see how she was doing, pray with her again and and see if her symptoms, you know, and and we were just talking about the word and stuff like that. And, And before I left, I said, oh, yeah, I did you're bleeding she said oh yeah that stopped now see if god stopped the bleeding he's healing her the word is working keep keep taking the word where she messed up she got off the word she got on religion again she's in a baptist church but somehow she found us so if you get away from that you like the woman with the issue of blood you got away from them doctors so it's your day to be healed. So if he can stop the bleeding, that means he's killing the tumor. Stay in the word. And I told her, I said, oh, okay. Well, I said, well, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, she she lived a, maybe a, another year or so, and symptoms started getting worse on her. And, then, of course, going back to the doctor and hearing what they have to say, washed all that word out. You got me? It'll wash it all out. That's why you got to stay in it until you get the job done. Don't just take a little bit of feel better symptoms. The the fact that her bleeding stopped meant nothing to her. Do you understand what I'm saying? She couldn't put it all together. I told her, I said, well, just stay with the word. I said, God will take care of all of it. I think we even had her go to Benny Hinn with us. All that kind of stuff. You know, just... You gotta pay attention to stuff, folks. You want to live, you gotta pay attention to the word. Gotta take this stuff in. It's here for us, folks. It won't jump at you. You gotta pursue it. Gotta go after it. Luke one thirty seven, there is no word of God that is void of power. It that's one translation. I forget which one that was. I always try to look it up and I can't find it. I said, is it in here, Lord? Let's 
says it a little differently. Yeah, for with God nothing shall be impossible. There is a translation that says that uh, there is no word of God that is void of power. There's power in every jot and tittle of the word of God. and, And the power speaks to us. Whenever we speak the word, power is released. You've got to know that. There's health. There's life. There's power in God's word. The power is there to affect whatever the word says. The Bible is the only book that brings itself to pass. The words bring themselves to pass. They have the power there to bring the words to pass. And so when you, I'm sorry, is it the Amplified, Miss Nola? Yeah. Is that what it says? Okay, thank you. I knew it was one translation. So, so, yeah, so, so there is power in every single word of God. So it's not like you're looking for a scripture that is going to do the trick and you haven't found it yet. There's something in everything you read. And there is a reason why God has your eyes fall on it. Amen. And it, and mostly it's for us to meditate and get the true meaning and the true essence out of what we're saying. Amen. He wants us to get the true essence out of it. If if healing, if the word it itself did not need to be meditated on and revealed to us, the devil would have a healing ministry. You understand what I'm saying? He'd have a salvation ministry. But it's because we need the Holy Spirit to reveal and and, and um Break open the word, bring rich meaning out of it, bring revelation out of it. That's how we get what we get. It won't come by me reading and memorizing. You know, you got Jehovah's Witnesses that'll memorize scripture on you and, and then tell you that you can't get saved and you don't need the blood to get, get into heaven. You know, all that crazy stuff. So they memorize real good. They just don't have revelation on it. It's not made life to them and health to them. Amen. The way it is to us. So and anybody can meditate the word of God. God will help people uh, no matter what condition they're in. But we as believers have a covenant of divine health. We have a guarantee that God's word works on us to heal us. Covenant people have that. You know, it, people who are in the world, they may get something sometimes or, or they're, they're get enlightened and they get some faith in them and can re- receive some things from God, but they don't stay. You need the staying power of the Holy Spirit to really walk in that and walk in what God has. So and the Holy Spirit is God's healing agent and the Word is also His healing agent and the Word and the Spirit agree. So there is power in the word, and the Holy Spirit is there to enlighten us, bring us understanding, bring us peace, bring us comfort in the word. And then restoration will come. When you start to put things together the right way, restoration will come to you. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to restore us to health. He wants to store us, restore us to prosperity. He wants to restore us 
First John says that if we prosper and we are in health as our souls prosper. You can't get richer than your mind can conceive in God's word. You know, now you can want to, but you're going to have to spend time with God and spend time in his word before these things will stay with you. Because the first bad thing that happens, the devil starts worrying you and rattling your cage, you're ready to scream. You know what I mean. Somebody set a match to your hair already and you run around the house like a crazy person. Well, it's true. So God wants us to be people who are converted. Our souls are converted. Where whenever you're presented with anything, you immediately pick up God's word. And you immediately seek to bring that word to pass. You immediately seek to Make sure that word manifests in your life and you're relentless about it. You don't give up. You just shrug your shoulders and wait till you feel more like it. That's not going to happen. Amen. You got to jump on it today. Today, while it is day, we have to, to uh, tackle these things. You don't put anything off for tomorrow. Amen. If that, if the lion is roaring at you and he's hungry today, you don't feed him. Tomorrow he's going to be hungrier. You know, he's going to roar even louder. So you, this don't, this stuff don't go away. It has to be dealt with. So, so restoration comes because we, we have the atonement. We've been, this has been paid for already. Everything that we need from God has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. And if it's paid for, we need to receive it readily. We need to receive it heartily. And we need to receive it without doubting. Amen. It belongs to you. There's no such thing as maybe God doesn't want you well or he doesn't want to heal you or he doesn't want to. He's done it already. His word should be enough for anybody that that the work is done. But see, if we if we labor with these things and we put them off and let the reality of symptoms come to us more than the reality of the word see it's a it's a wrestling it's a battle for which one gets the most of your attention and do you believe the word for sure and can you carry that through and and if you believe the word you'll continue in the word and you'll know the word is what's going to heal you you're not looking for something else that might come along or you know whatever you know there are people who have have died waiting on a cure you know, uh, or, a, a you know, a, a donor, uh, you know, there's transplants are very, very popular now and, and they perfected them to, to, to a great extent. But there are people that could be in the word getting healed that are waiting on a donor and not being in the word. So it doesn't make sense to me to, to do that. You know, God can heal you. And if a donor comes, fine, but, you know, be in the word. Don't don't let the enemy because you see just the fact that you're waiting on one thing is enough to give you enough anxiety that you your your body never gets any peace, never gets any rest. So you you just can't depend on natural means. No no such thing as that. In Luke six seventeen, since I'm in Luke already.
this is Jesus, everywhere he went, he healed people. If he couldn't get them healed, um, just just in on their faith and what was in the atmosphere, he would begin to teach them to change their minds. If you're in a, a crowd of people and you have a healing line and nobody comes up, you've got to change their minds. So what did he do to change their minds? He taught them and he preached. That's what we're doing here. We're changing your mind about your health. We're changing your mind about going for the word. Is it worth it to spend all this time in the word? Of course it is. And see, this is the question that everybody is wondering. They're wondering if this is going to work. And let me tell you something. You'll know better once you start working it. Sitting here, you'll never be convinced it's going to work. you got to start doing it first. No faith is extended. Nothing's, nothing's moving if you're not doing it. Amen. And that's that's the the wonderful thing about faith and about the word. Everybody who inclines their ear, everybody who starts listening to the word, everybody. See, when you start setting some some goals for your healing, that's when God starts to really get involved with you. If you just want to, well, I'm just going to listen to my word, get my word. You know, if you're not expecting to be healed, at least somebody end of the day. You're not really putting any effort into it. You're just being passive about it. You know, you're not sure it's going to work. I'm just going to see here and listen. And, you know, Pastor Barb always bugging us about this. I'm going to I'm just go listen to the word. Well, help yourself. Show me something. Hey, I'm just a messenger. You can tip me. You don't have to tip me. You can shoot me. I don't care what you do, but the message ain't gonna change. You're not gonna. It's not gonna get easier for anybody to get anything from God. Too easy already. You know, most of us we can. You know, you get in an atmosphere where the anointing is, and you can start to receive of that and start feeling some better. But you, what are you gonna do about this thing up here? It keeps flipping out on you. I can't renew that for you. You're going to have to renew that yourself. But teaching does help. It says here, he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem. Can you imagine the crowds? No worship team. No antics, no shenanigans. I mean, there's an anointing somewhere that will captivate people just by God's word and his presence. I want that. (laughs) I want that. Amen. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. A great multitude of people received their healing. You need to consider yourself in that number. God, that's me. 
I'm in that great multitude. I'm going to be in that place where I can hear that word and I can and touch Jesus and touch him and know that he's touching me and I can get what I need. I don't I won't be needing this anymore. You know, I I talk to pills. I said one day soon I'm not going to need y'all anymore. It's your last stand. It's your last march up here in my little cabinet. You understand my little basket, whatever I got, and take your little supplements with you. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays you don't need pills. Just can't do nothing for you. Got to have all these little buddies to go with it. You know all this nonsense. And so these are the things that we do. In the meantime, you know, you you stay in the Word. You meditate on the Word. You focus on the word. You allow the word to to get stronger in you. And you start allowing God to set a time on things. Amen. You don't have to rush, but you can let God set a time on things. Time is a good goal to set because it causes us to be more diligent in the process. You got me? And it's not like if, if the time passes and you don't get it, you're a failure. Let's not go there, okay? It's come on now. But it's good for your own sake to set a time on things and say, God, by the end of next week, I want this pain to be totally gone. I want all of this to be totally gone. I want this thing to be fixed. You got me? And and stay diligent on your end of it. You know, ask God what you need to do in order to make that happen and, and be be good about doing it. Amen. Be good about doing it. Don't don't put off everything, you know. Sometimes people don't know. You guys know. You know, my late husband, he wasn't under the word like we all were, where he could understand the process. You know, he just felt he just turned the word on when he got tired of it, turned it off. And, you know, you plead with people all you want to, but they're, they've got to grab onto some of this so that they can have it. So I was thankful he was saved, you know. You have to be thankful for some things. That he understood enough about God to go to heaven. So it's just the way things are, folks. What can you do? But I can help you. Amen. I can help you. Because I know you want to live. You want to be healed. You want to be strong. You want to be healthy. We all do. And and the word will do it for you. You've got to dedicate yourself to it. Amen. So so Jesus taught the word. And he, everybody that heard him was healed that day so you have to listen with a purpose and with full attention no i'm going to get my healing when i listen to this word don't be passive about it because if you're passive you're, there's some unbelief there see you're wondering if it's going to really do it if you knew it was going to do it you'd be in the word already and so many times we're just wondering if it's i don't know if this is going to pay off for me well you've got to have a better attitude about it than that God, you said your word heals me, and I'm going to dedicate myself to this so that I can be healed. Now, instruct me in how I should do that. How often? How much? You know, don't don't assume just because you come to service twice a week that that's enough. You know that's you know better than that. So, but God will will honor His word. Amen. We honor His word. Second Peter one four says that we have his nature in us. We have his divine nature. You've got to feed that divine nature, folks. Second Peter 
one four. He says, whereby are given unto us exceeding, exceeding. So the word is not limited. The word is not doubtful. It's not doubtful that the word will heal you if you listen to it. This this is something that exceeds your expectations. Amen. And he says, are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. The promise that that you can walk in divine health and you don't have to be sick is a precious promise. Don't don't ever consider it. Don't consider it a bother that you got to get in the word to get something. You know, it's, it's interrupting your very exciting life. <laughs> if you're a Christian, you only get so much excitement as far as your flesh is concerned. Amen. Exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. So really what you're doing when you feed on the word is you are expanding the divine nature inside of you. That has to be fed. God's God, you are one spirit with the Lord. And you are feeding your spirit so that your spirit can take over more in your life and your flesh is non-existent. And see what happens when we when we have symptoms and we start being attacked in our bodies, it's because the divine nature is not at the strength it needs to be to overcome what's happening to you and your physical man. So we are partakers of his divine nature through his promises, which means that his divine nature increases in us as we feed on the word. You're more like God for feeding on the word. You think more like God. You feel more like God. You're able to withstand things more like God because of your feeding on his word. And so once you understand that there's a divine nature in you that must be fed, you'll understand why it's so important for you to to meditate on the word, to hide that word, to keep that word with you, to make sure that word does not depart from you. And the word heals all the time. The word itself, it's amazing to me how much the word of God can produce when it's really believed. You know, I, I mean, seriously, um, uh, that uh, uh, Bishop Oyedepo in uh, uh, Nigeria, yeah, I was watching, you know, watch him and, and you see him. He's a prophet of God. When he tells people the word, he said, let me hear your loudest amen. Everybody. Well, that's good. They grabbing that word until one day I saw him have people come up and give testimonies just after a regular service where I'm sitting there and I'm hearing your loudest amen. And this woman said i got healed when you said that and and i said amen and that thing left my body and it's just a whole line of people coming up i said now that's a miracle that you read the word and tell people to agree with it and say amen and they say amen and and get healed immediately in the service they get healings over there all the time you know, they don't make a big deal out of it. You know, like, you know, crusade people, you know, I mean, they do what they do. 
But here you've got everyday believers sitting in a, a very large church. You think for the number of people, but God's made a way for that man of God to keep them people healed. And I'm sure they have a method. If it don't come just like that, they have a more intensive method you can go into. Well, they will get you well. And and those people respect the word of God. They don't sit up and just, oh, here we go again. <laughs> that that mean they're they're sitting there attentive, respectful of the word, respectful of God. You know, you you what you respect stays with you. What you grab onto will serve you. Amen. It, it's just that way. So so we we need to get less casual about the word, folks. You know, he's, I mean, even though I know a lot of us have been stayed well for many years, just reading the healing prayer in the prayer manual, praying for ourselves, different people, all of that, just just keeping that word meditating and reciting in us. But sometimes you got to come apart and get a little intensive care. So that you won't let the devil triumph over you in these things. But I'm telling you, it is the word, folks. This word is medicine. It's health. It improves the divine nature in us, makes us stronger in the things of God so that we're not weak to the devil's devices. Let the devil keep walking all over you. You understand what I'm saying? Your victory is is in your meditation. Quit thinking about nonsense all the time. Start thinking about what God has in store for you. Start having dreams and visions with him. You know, he's got good things in store. Not all of them material. He's got good health for us. He's got good strength for us. He's got all kinds of things. Just expand your understanding of your covenant and what God has in store for you if you believe. Amen? All right. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, that time in the word is time well spent. It won't return void. That word will not come back and say it could not heal you. So, Lord, we commit to do what's necessary to do to receive what we need to receive from you, Father. We don't want to just steal stuff all the time. We want to pay the price. You pay the price for something, nobody can come and repossess it. Amen. So that's what we need to do. And be honored that Jesus gave his life, beat, shed his blood, and died a death he did not deserve so that we could walk free of all encumbrances and all pain and all trials. So we thank you for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus, praise God. All right, I'll pray for whoever needs prayer. Praise the Lord.
Father, we thank you for blessing us. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. And we thank you, Father, that you have given us life, health, prosperity, and dignity. And I release the healing power of God to every vessel sitting under the sound of my voice. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Satan, we break your power. You cannot hold these people. The blood of Jesus is against you. We are against you. Our words are against you. And the word of healing has come to God's people. And we thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. Why do we do our declaration? I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have whatever else you're fighting. And it don't have me. And I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. 